0: Welcome to Catholic Family Matters with your hosts, Paul Kosinski and Betsy Lashley.
1: A podcast where we share a little about our lives of faith in an effort to encourage families to live courageously Catholic lives, to love Jesus more, and to learn to see the divine in the everyday events of our family life.
0: So come along with us to find encouragement, hope, and maybe a little laughter along the way. Because Family family matters. Matters.
1: Welcome to Catholic Family Matters episode ninety six. Today we interview one of my favorite college students, JJ And mine. Oh and Paul's. And our episode title today is Keeping the Faith. In
0: the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love guide our hearts and our minds, and anoint our tongues so that we may speak the truth and glorify God with our conversation today. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Hi, Paul. Hey, Betsy. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I am so excited. Well, first of all, we're recording in the morning, which means I have extra energy. (laughs) Uh, And number two, we have one of my favorite college students here today to join us to talk to us about faith in college. And it's da-da-da-da. Oh, wait.
0: Oh, uh, which one? This one? And yes. Okay. So wait, let me do it. Okay. okay yeah.
1: So today we have one of my favorite college students, my favorite college student and yours, joining us today. <laughs> JJ Rodriguez. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <That sucks. laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that was over.
0: good. That was good. That
1: was terrible. I'm a terrible applause meter.
0: So little little known fact, actually, not necessarily little known fact, but JJ was one of my favorite high school Catholics as well.
2: Oh,
1: Oh, so true. We have known JJ forever. Long since he was knee high to a grasshopper. Hi JJ.
2: Hi Betsy. Hi Paul. Good morning. Oh my
1: gosh. It's so good. And why is it good? Because JJ brought us donuts. Yes. (laughs) They are these little nuggets of joy and they are warm and we could not be happier. So if the recording stops just for a minute, it's because one of us has our mouthful.
0: Yeah. So, and then just for anybody that um, we invite to come on our show, just remember that J.J. brought us donuts. Yeah, right. Just, I know. There's, it's,
1: it's so hospitable. Yeah. Yeah. He could be like a biblical character. In fact, the Bible reading today, the first reading was all about the hospitality of Abraham, he entertained angels. So maybe J.J. You were angels. <laughs> I hate to make such an association, yeah but, I mean, Very yes. Yep. So the hospitality, is fantastic. It, is this
0: where we make our disclaimer that we're, you know, these are our personal opinions and not not necessarily the opinions of the Catholic Church?
1: Yeah, that were angels. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I right. may have been <laughs> one, um, Perhaps. So. Okay. Well, we uh, JJ worked with us last week or two weeks ago. Ah, when was that? It was only about a week ago, but it was like a month ago that we did work camp together. And JJ has gone from being a high schooler who attended work camp to being on the core team in college. And now he's assisting with the Holy Spirit uh, youth group. So he was a group lead at work camp, which is amazing. But the reason that we invited JJ here is because I just think he's an amazing example of faith, and especially his faith in high school, but in college, in college and he's yeah. like, "Why are you saying all I'm so embarrassed." But I've said this to you many times that I think you're an amazing example of faith. So we wanted to interview JJ. Oh, and JJ also happened to drop to us that he really wanted to be. On oh the yeah,
0: and for- and those uh colloquium guys out there we got jj first just saying yeah just saying we
1: had to we had to jump quick because we (laughs) were afraid colloquium might get you first and then yeah dylan
2: nick i'm here so
1: hopefully they're (laughs) listening but we don't know yeah yeah. dylan was also a group lead at work work camp camp, too so we should probably give jj the moment to introduce himself yeah would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself jj
2: yeah sure my name is jj rodriguez um i went to holy Spirit Group. I'm now at UAH. I'm going to be entering my senior year of college. Um, I got three other siblings, and I don't, I don't know what else Ooh, to say. Ooh, tell us the names of your three other siblings. Oh, okay, so oldest, Carolina. I'm the second child. And then my younger sister, Genesis. And the youngest, Javon.
1: And I've met all of them except for Juliana. But what is JJ? Was it Juliana? Yeah so close uh carolina isn't that baldard carolina <laughs>
0: mariana we're, we're all off today
1: well you guys are given all these names that uh yeah anyway um the uh what does j.j stand for
2: oh Jorge. Jared. jacket
1: ho, for... <laughs> ho 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 <laughs> <laughs> ho wow. okay always, everybody always asks me that question and i always have to remind you have to remind me that your middle name is jared
0: yeah, I can never remember. I don't. I don't think I ever knew that.
1: See, no,
2: you
0: yeah, I'm
1: revealing I, things yes. on our podcast.
2: You were always just, a, just JJ. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's how I knew yeah. myself too for the longest <laughs> time. <laughs> <You're> like, what I have a name? And I remember like back in like I think it's like early in elementary school or stuff like that. You know, having to write your actual full name. And yeah, I'm just like I, I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know I don't <laughs> <It's not JJ. laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so what are you studying in college? Did you say that?
2: No, I didn't. uh, So I am studying engineering technology at UAH.
1: Engineering technology. And tell us what you do in your free time. Do you have a job?
2: Right now, yes. Uh, So currently it's summertime at the moment of this recording. So a little preface. I'm working with my dad. So my free time is very limited um, per se. So I work Monday through Friday, and then on Saturday, I do errands, or I go and hang out with my little brother doing something with the family or something of that nature. And then Sunday is relatively busy um, in terms of going to church, helping out with the youth group, eating dinner with my family, things like that. So I guess really my free time would be just kind of, oh, and going on dates with Rory, actually. <laughs> that's a, that's a big Can't big forget story. her. Yeah. yeah, that's a big <laughs> <time on> <laughs>
1: And Rory is your girlfriend, who I also know. She's a college student at UAH. One of my favorites also. Okay, well, everybody's my favorite. I honestly believe that I do love all the college students.
0: And she's a baby Catholic.
1: She is a baby Catholic, yeah. Yeah. So tell us just for a second, how did Rory come to be in the Catholic Church?
2: Um, Yeah, so I guess um, we talked about our faith in high school a little bit uh, when we were first going to start dating. I was like, hey, by the way, Catholic. Um, I'm never not going to be Catholic. And she's like, Oh, okay. That's boring. Cool. Mean, I'm Protestant, you know, and I plan to do that. And I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to like impose my faith on you, but if you ask questions, I'm like more than willing to answer. Um, so we just kind of went on and I started to introduce her to the main and like important people in my life that are Catholics, So like Miss Lay, um, and the youth group. And she started helping out with things and that nature. And she, um, said that she just felt very welcome and loved into. And into just the environment of like the Catholic Church, if that makes sense. So then, some time went on, and um, she was like, "I want to start RCIA because I actually really kind of want to start learning." I mean, I don't, can't, I'm not going to like promise you I'm going to become Catholic or anything. I'm like, "No, that's fine." Like, learning is a big thing. So like, your willingness willingness to learn that means a lot to me. So she started going through RCIA and all of, like the big herbs of the Catholic faith. So like Mary, intercession of the saints. Um, stuff like that. Um, she actually said that she already kind of knew that the Eucharist was like way more than a symbol. Mm-hmm. Like she got, kind of already had that one. So that wasn't really a struggle or anything. But, Isn't
1: that interesting? Because my husband said the same thing. <laughs> he really did not have a big issue with that. Like mm-hmm. it, and he was raised Baptist. I think mm-hmm. he always felt like it was more. Exactly. It's so interesting. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so then um she went through our RCIA and she didn't become Catholic that Easter. But this recent Easter, she became Catholic she got confirmed in the Catholic Church. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of growth and maturity and just a lot of learning there.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and we've talked about her on this podcast before, because, but not by name, but I mentioned to Paul that one of our college students, like when they went to their first confession, I've never seen a man so excited. Uh,
2: yeah, that was. Yeah. She was
1: excited to go in. And she was super excited when she came out, and it was like, okay, Roy, you know, this is not normal. <laughs> Most of us struggled with this tremendously. But the amount of joy, and then the joy in her becoming Catholic, and we got to celebrate with her at Campus Ministry after on Easter Sunday or whatever. Was that Easter, Easter, Easter
2: Visual, time? yeah. So, yeah, so Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah we actually did. Have a yep, we did. There. It was yeah.
1: that it was the evening, and just such fun to watch her grow and, and do that. So, yeah, very cool. cool. Yeah. Well, you were a big part of that, so and that's why we wanted to have you here today to kind of talk to you about faith in college and how you've managed to develop this faith, but also keep it, mm-hmm. which I think is I think is the key thing. A lot of people going into college they struggle to maintain a faith because they get involved in other things and suddenly mm-hmm. that faith part is not important anymore. Mm-hmm. So we gave you a list of questions, and Paul and I will just tag team going through some Wait, of these do you questions. Yes, oh okay that's a new man it's a podcast we're trying to be professional here
0: <laughs> well <laughs> professional
1: 14 year old podcasters can be
0: right
1: um so we gave you the list because you begged me didn't want to go on a podcast without see what i'm doing right there i'm just messing with you now yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway so uh you told us a little bit about yourself so the first question would be how strong was your faith going into college
2: yeah, so I had to reflect on that question a little bit. And I think it was, um, faith wise, I think it was pretty strong, um, to be quite honest, because I got confirmed uh 11th grade of high school. So that two years of confirmation class really helped me learn a lot about my faith. And so going into college, it wasn't, I didn't really think it was ever going to be something I necessarily struggled with or something I would be deterred from. And a big reason is just kind of like the community I had around me, that they're all pretty big Catholics and they're probably going to like, be on my butt to, you know, kind of remain Catholic, which is a really good thing, the accountability aspect of it. So I, I do think it was pretty all right, um, pretty just faith-wise, pretty strong.
1: And you mentioned community. Tell us a little bit about that. What, which community and how How did those different, com- maybe there was more than one perhaps, but how did the, the community aspect of it add to your comfort level with faith or your confidence or your accountability
2: yeah so i think a big thing was me staying in huntsville for college because at that point i didn't really have to necessarily search if that makes sense so I was like when am i going to go to mass i already go to mass on sunday every, every sunday i Spirit. like i already had that yeah. kind of in like planned and rooted there if that makes any sense so i had that i had helping with the youth group and being on display i also had rory who Uh, Although she was developing in her faith and still maturing, like it was kind of radiating, if that makes any sense, to make me kind of stay, like learn more, be better, and like be a better Catholic essentially. As well as like my mom, my mom's always been a very amazing woman. So her and how rooted she is in the faith has always like been something I look at and stuff like that. So not any niche particular community because it's all been like kind of scattered, but I do think just helping out and being around, Good other good Catholics, that just been a blessing because, like, Miss Betsy, when you helped out at uh, Catholic Work Camp, Paul, knowing you guys, Miss Lay, all of the other older people, just knowing them and seeing yeah. how they are. Just and several
1: of us would have beat you down had you walked
2: away, <laughs> exactly. For sure, <laughs> yeah. okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So, so, Mrs. Lay being the foremost, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: so, so one of the things I'm curious about, um, is like at work camp, I noticed that like your dad had come to make um, tacos for Mm. us the the one night. But what I noticed is that like you and Genesis, like the moment he showed up, you guys were there like helping out, doing stuff like you, like you knew exactly what to do. And so like, you know, as part of the community, but also thinking of like, what kind of things did um, growing up, you know, that, that family, you talked about, you know, family dinners on Sunday night. Um, you know, just what, what kind of things did you do that, that helped, or did your, did your family do, your mom and dad do that, that kind of help keep you grounded in your faith as well?
2: Um, I think, like I said, just, it might've been going through the motions when I was younger, but just having that always going to mass on Sunday, like there's no, and I used to do a thing to myself, like we wouldn't try, cause we'd go out to Decatur to St. Anne's, and, uh, we were always like a little bit late. Like, as soon as the priest was processing him, we were walking in also. So I would play this little game. I'm like, oh, maybe for like a, five, a little bit, like five minutes too late, we'll just go back home. And <laughs> But no, we would always, no matter how late we were, we'd still show up and be there. And then, um like I said, my mom, she would sign me up for the catechesis class and stuff like that. Uh, and then confirmation class. So just her kind of always being, I guess, uh, head on with with my faith. Like, not necessarily me seeing you out, per se, but her always kind of just throwing me in there. Uh, she would sign my sister up for retreats mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she'd be like, oh, do you want to stay? I'd be like, no. Leave me <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want to be here. I don't even have clothes. she would be like, it's all right. You'll be okay. She'd just, like, leave me there. And I was like, okay. Um, and being on retreats her, with her and stuff like that. So that was always just like a very big formative thing. And then, like you said, like, my dad uh, being generous enough to make tacos at night, just him, his willingness to always want to, like, kind of serve others has always been a big thing because uh, growing up when we'd have family get togethers, it would normally be at our, our house. So my dad would always be open to having guests over and stuff like that. And my mom would cook food and things of that nature. So,
0: very and cool. even now to yeah.
2: so, like my dad making tacos, like he's yeah. always been very like, Oh yeah, come over. Or, like, yeah, I'll do this or yeah, I'll buy some pizzas or, whatever it may be. so yeah,
1: yeah, you really have picked up a lot of those things from your parents because that is how I would describe your personality. Like at Campus Ministry, you are the first one to say, you know, what can I do to help? And and sometimes you don't even ask, you just do it. And and that is a rarity sometimes in young mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. they were not modeled. They, they did not get that model in their own homes. So you need to go home and thank your parents for the amazing uh, influence that they have had on you because it is... It is extraordinary, and I, I'm going to say it's a tiny bit rare. I, I do see it more than more than in just you, which is good, but it's also not common. If you have never seen it modeled, you don't know how to do it. Right. So yeah. that's a cool thing. Okay, so your faith going into college was strong. That was very good. Um, how did your faith life change in college?
2: I will say it drastically got worse. Like, at well, the very beginning of college. At the like very beginning? I, yeah, at the very okay. beginning. Like, I will fight out of It was terrible. Um, the only reason it was all right is, like I said, because we're always asking questions and stuff. So, me on the intellectual side of things, I kind of already had that in my brain, if that makes sense. So, there wasn't too much digging or too much, like, exercising my faith. They're just kind of really going through the motions. Because um, the caveat there is when I graduated high school, I grew like, March of, you know twenty twenty. Hey, you're going to have two weeks of spring break. At the end of like the first week, they're like, oh, you're never coming back. Yeah. So just kind of that pitfall. And I immediately just started working with my dad because I don't want to sit at home. I'm going to be bored. And so I just started working with him. And like I said, we'd still go, well, we'd watch Mass, you know, be at Mass uh, at the TV at home. Mm-hmm. But that was very odd. Um, so it was just really, for me, it was really difficult to kind of be immersed in my faith. And a lot of people took good advantage of that because I remember someone posted on social media that they had like within a month or two, they had read like the entirety of the Bible or whatever mm-hmm. during COVID lockdown because there was nothing to do. But for me personally, I just, it was kind of just something in the back of my mind really. Um, nothing too great there. But starting my actual freshman year of college. Um, we started doing like a nightly rosary of the family. And at first I'm like, oh, this is so nice. But then to me, it became kind of like a burden because I was procrastinating on my homework, like overly procrastinate. So by the time it's like, oh, it's like 8 p.m., let's go for the rosary. I'm like sitting there trying to finish up an assignment or trying to do an assignment. I'm just like, oh, shoot. But um, so that was pretty much like the crux of it. Just very, on my behalf, very poor practicing of the faith. Um, but luckily coming out of COVID, um, stuff like that, things started opening again. Uh, being able to actually go to, like, sit in the church for the first time at Holy Spirit when they offered that, it was just, like, the biggest, like, wave of relief that yeah. I think one of the biggest, like, waves of relief I've ever had, just like that I'm home again type feeling, if that yeah. makes any sense. Um, but, yeah, starting maybe, I guess, last year or maybe two years ago, I guess last year, um, I started kind of kick back into the faith a little bit. Because I kind of realized, oh, I can go to the CCM house and be around other Catholics that are practicing Catholics that aren't just like, oh, we'll just go to church on Sunday and that'd be the end of it. No, like being around the people at CCM just kind of somehow just pick up their their habits as well. Like, oh, we're going to daily mass this morning. Do you want to join? Oh, uh, I'm going to this mass right now. Who wants to ride? Oh, I'm going to go pray a holy hour over here. Who wants to join me? Just those little things like that were so influential to me start like to read deep in my faith and then this last year Bessie being super cool and awesome she took us to Seek and that was that was like the big turning point for me because like I said it was just kind of like cruise control gone through the motions nothing too crazy and then we went to Seek and that was just amazing and then uh, one of the guys when we went to Seek he was like oh so who wants to do Exodus 90? Oh yeah, and to me i was like oh shoot i'm like barely even praying like super short prayer like once a day there's no way i'm gonna be able to like survive this but i was like oh why not just whatever <laughs> i'll just this do it nice and so i did and that was another big thing because exodus 90, you know you have to do a daily holy hour mm-hmm. and in that daily holy hour it was me like deepening my relationship with god Because that's the way I take your prayer is your relationship with God. It's not like how it it is. That's how you know. So being able to do that for an hour a day was just transformative for me. To I feel like actually kind of step away from the intellectual side of things because I kind of had the mindset like the more I can learn about God, the better relationship I can have. But I always left the relationship part out of it. I just learned and learned and learned. But actually having to sit there and you know just listen to God or just pray with Him. it was just awesome
1: that was fantastic yeah i that little point right there i hope everybody takes away as one of the highlights of what you just said and i need to clarify again what you said was that you focused on the intellectual pursuit and put aside the personal relationship with jesus and then through doing exodus 90 you realized how important that personal relationship was and for for anybody listening that doesn't know what First of all, Seek is the national conference for college students, and so about eighteen thousand people participate in that every year. And Exodus ninety is a is a program for men, who which was designed to help men be relieved of the burden of pornography in their lives, perhaps, but it's also become a, a list of asceticisms that they do for ninety days approaching each Easter that help them grow in faith and community and mm-hmm. it's and it's designed for men and that's what jj the program that jj went through with about seven of our local college students or mm-hmm. I uh, something I, I mean
2: hold on let me think seven to ten ish So in that ballpark yes. yeah yeah and so and they
0: and their um you know three-legged stool is prayer asceticism and, and community mm-hmm. um so you have the prayer you know your day your daily holy hour your, your asceticism your um things that you either give up or you add, so like, you know, the cold showers or you don't drink alcohol or, you no know, meet, no, yeah, on Friday. Fridays, fasting. yeah, fasting, yeah, um, and then the community is you meet weekly mm-hmm. with your group and you, it's like an, a, an accountability, um, Yeah. you and, have like one, you have one, like you meet as a group, but then there's like one person anchor. in the group mm-hmm. that, yeah, your anchor that you, um, you that kind of is your accountability partner. Like and, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I've said it before but this, and I'll tell anybody who will listen to me when I talk about campus ministry, that I think Exodus 90 was transformative for our Sikh was in general, but trans, the transformation that occurred as a result of the Exodus 90, um, you guys did it really well. Um, and you were private about it. It was a personal journey. And we all kind of watched from the outside watching you go through that. And you, this group of young men became more godly all around as a result of that experience. So that was really good. Well, yeah, thank you.
0: Two, yeah. And two things I wanted to point out and um, what you just said and all of what you just said. Um, first of all, um, you know, having somebody to challenge you, you said Rory had a lot of questions and that, that, um, um, that whenever you have, like, like if you get comfortable in your faith, it's always great to have, and I'm not saying that you were comfortable, but like I've, I've, I've experienced this where, like I've, you know, I, you know, I knew, I knew my faith. And then like I had a friend at work just was like asking me questions and just to have that, that challenge, you know, like, Hey, what about this? Hey, what do Catholics believe about this? And just being able to like, Oh wait, what do we believe? And, mm-hmm. and going back and, and, um, making sure, you know, the answer one or, or finding out what the answer is for the first time. Um, you know, it's, it's that, that can help that always can help deepen your faith. Um, that, you know, that in- intellectual side, um, But I also wanted to point out, like you were saying about your prayer life, you know, I like to use an analogy is like, you know, I can know, I can know who JJ is, you know, I can look him up and, you know, this is JJ, you know, he's got, you know, he's got a mom and a dad and he's one of four and and that, but I don't really know who JJ is unless I go and I talk to JJ and that's that, that, that prayer life, that personal relationship with Jesus, you know, getting to know who he is, you know, Mm -hmm. beyond the intellectual, what the church teaches and the catechism and everything. Yeah, that's, that was that was beautiful, JJ. That
1: was gold. Yeah, was gold. Okay, so um, one of the questions that we have, and of course because I am who I am, I had to think to myself, is JJ Junior Senior? But now that you're going into your senior year of college, is there anything that you would have done differently?
2: Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, I think. There's a, like a little bit of practicality and then just a lot more like spiritual aspects. So like on the practical side, um, me getting into college, you know, the ACT is pushed really hard. Um, so my big concern was like, can I get a full tuition to where I'm going? Cause that was like my goal essentially. So once I hit that marker, like college was almost like an afterthought at that point. Like, Oh, I did what I had to do and I didn't really put anything past that. So that's where I would have wanted to, I guess, seek out what college was like more um in terms of like the classes the course load what do i actually need to do how do i actually get involved while on campus not just like outside of campus because because uh, you are a commuter mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah that's another interesting thing you live at home and then you can, it's harder to get involved on campus would you mm-hmm. say
2: i think it was just yeah and that was a big thing like i said back to like the COVID thing like getting involved with anybody at all which just oh, yeah. difficult and I know on my behalf, I didn't really make too much of an effort to try to seek out others. that were just kind of like, oh, there's this. And I would kind of try to show up if I could. But um, yeah, so I guess just seeking out how and what college is actually like. Cause I was just like, oh, you know, high school wasn't that hard. I took dual AP classes, kind of just all I had to do was kind of like the homework and I'd have good grades. So when I got to college, and you know, it's a lot more than just doing the bare minimum of the homework yeah. to get a good grade. That was a real, like, you know, reality check for me. So just having some sort of plan and talking to someone who's actually been through university who's similar to you. Because some people, they can. um, (laughs) Jacob, uh, since we name dropped him earlier, uh, (laughs) he always talks about college and how, like, it was just kind of a breeze for him. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. sure, like he just, he's like, yeah, I didn't really try but I still like, you know, got my degree and stuff. And I was like, man, lucky you. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, for me, it's just been, it was always just like a slap in the face every time, like I'd get a test grade back and stuff like that the first two years, pretty much. But yeah, have someone who's similar to you to kind of help you and tell you like, oh, you know what? The library is actually a great place to study or, hey, you know, there's a back room in CCM house that everyone uses as their study room and stuff. Just, I don't know, something more practical for i would have wanted something more practical for myself instead of more of like a, a plan for for going into college and stuff like that and then um going back to spirituality and prayer life i would have wanted to develop a more disciplined prayer life my senior year so i could take that into my freshman year in yeah. college because i use that as an excuse a lot like oh, i don't have time to pray but you know you have to make that time to pray So you can develop that habit earlier. It's going to be so much easier once you're in college because college does. Do
1: you think that you were mature enough to do that? You know, and I love this question, but I also hate it because it's easy to look back and say, gosh, when I was a senior in high school, I wish I had a better career life. But do you think you were ready? Do you Mm -hmm. think you were even capable of that then?
2: To the extent now, no. Absolutely not. I don't think I could have done like multiple holy hours a week,
1: like at all in
2: high school, uh, just, yeah, I
1: have adult friends that can't do a holy arm. Like they can't even imagine praying for an hour. And I, well I remember gosh I shouldn't even call that on my friends because I remember when I struggled with that. Like and now I'm like, crap, an hour isn't enough. <laughs> and that's I think that's the beauty when you when you grasp that you you see what a joy it is to actually rest in God's arms mm-hmm. for one hour.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah uh probably not though like you saying the maturity aspect of it I don't think I really was but I think kind of like you no know, head first would have been the way I would have had to go and do it just because if I would been like oh I only need to pray for 15 minutes I would have never gone past the 15 minutes ever I would have never been like oh let me try 30 but it's almost like hey try to do a holy hour then from there on I'd probably be like I'm seeking that entire yeah. hour with God but that's just like how I am, I guess.
1: And don't you think there's value, <clears throat> Paul? And I have talked about this before with Exodus 90, because there's some there's something about that goal oriented behavior of Exodus 90. Like you you have a goal, and you're you're doing it with other people, and so it, it's a it's a sacrifice, but it's one that you're willing to make in that community, especially for
0: dudes. I think yeah, it's a yeah, it's kind of a challenge. We like we we like to step up to those challenges. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I've seen that and I think it's a beautiful, it makes me sad for all of the people who enter college or even in high school who miss out on all of the things that you've just described to us, like that, the, the youth group experience where they learn so much or having someone that they walk with to learn about the faith, to, to bring them to a higher level. Those are, and then campus ministry and, and walking in and feeling comfortable with people right away because that you share it's so cool it makes me sad for the people mm-hmm. who don't even know what they're missing mm-hmm. so sorry paul go ahead
0: no uh, that's fine um uh, no, i was gonna say there's a i think there's a quote from one of the saints too we talking about <laughs> prayer that says, if you if you don't think you have an hour to um to spend in prayer you need to yeah you know it's kind of like you i like know, that one
2: saint yeah, saint Teresa, i think i think it was like, a hurry yeah yeah, yeah. But, can't do all really We got so yeah. much energy but then the, go for Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> um. So so along those same lines, so so what kind of advice would you if you were talking to a group of high school seniors or college freshmen? What kind of advice would you give to them?
2: Yeah, I think like I said earlier, like uh, try to get them and challenge them to probably make a community mm. of other Catholics. Like if you already know you're going to UH, reach out to you know try to get involved with the Catholic campus Catholic campus ministry as soon as you can. And if you're going elsewhere out of state or to a different university, try to seek that out as soon as you can to build a community for yourself. Because the big thing for me is accountability and community. Because without those two things, I mean, that's why, like my, like I mentioned, the first two years of university for me were, like, pretty bad and stuff. But um, have a community then have some goal, again. Because that, for me, like I said, all I wanted was my full tuition to whatever. And then after, I didn't think past that. So I know it's thinking more into the future, which is probably very stressful for high schoolers as it is, <laughs> but have some sort of, we'll be like, all right, the first semester of college, you know, I'm going to shoot for all A's and a B or something, something, I don't know, plausible, because you'll have one class that's going to kick you in the butt probably, but something of that nature Um and then have a developed prayer life. Like I said, instill those habits as quickly as you can. Um And like, if you can't just sit in a hole or like just, you know, in silence with God, pick a devotion at least something to keep your mind going for prayer. Because um, for me, I was like on and off with the rosary and like the chaplet of St. Michael. But those things still helped me to at least have some sort of consistent-ish prayer, prayer life outside. Like that wasn't, I guess, just directly talking to God, if that makes any sense. But um, No, that's actually really good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think
1: that. And, and there is value in, in um, you, you had mentioned a phrase and it was, you were in the habit of doing it, but you were just dialing it in. What was the phrase you used? You, going through the motions. Going through the motion, you, yeah. you went through yeah. the motions. I, I just need to say that I I still think there's value in that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and sometimes you feel like that was a it was a drier time in your prayer life, or maybe an empty part. But in and as parents, we go through with our kids with our kids as well. You know, we think, well, we're just phoning it in, we're dialing it in. We're, we're watching mass on T V and they're not really invested, but there is still value in the habits that you create. So by doing a, a devotion rather than that personal you, you stayed connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's I think there's tremendous value in that. And we as parents need to think about the things that you said because that habit forming is what we do, that discipline that we provide to our children. It's very important with faith as well as with everything else. Mm-hmm. Schoolwork, etc. Good, but faith. Mm-hmm. And what you said about goals, like you needed to have a goal beyond getting into college. As parents, I think we should talk to our kids about those things. I, I often thought all I really wanted was just smart children. And then midway through high school, I realized, ah, I don't actually... Really just want only smart children. I would like good people that will be good, godly men and godly husbands. That is what I wanted for my children. And I wish that I would have thought about that a little bit sooner and, and oriented their lives more that way. Because you're only going to be a student for four years, but you're going to be a man of God for the rest of your life. So that should be on the bumper sticker.
0: It should. Yeah.
1: Okay. One last question, Paul?
0: Yeah. All right. Here's our Here's our TED Talk question. Um. So the question is, as written, what is your favorite thing about the Catholic faith? But the TED Talk question is, if you could give a TED Talk about anything pertaining to our Catholic faith, what would you talk about? Uh, the Eucharist.
2: Nice. Yeah. All right. So Solid what? Answer, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah why? Explain count. that. Yep. So there. So one. Uh, I guess being able to. So okay, I get. Oh man. I don't know why I can't like start it. Oh.
1: That's okay. I would tell Paul to cut that, but he won't. I won't. So okay. <laughs> <enjoys> it. <Another laughs> that happens on the podcast. And we look like real people. Yeah.
0: Because okay. yeah, yeah. we are real people. Anyway, okay. go, ahead go ahead. So okay. one, uh, Eucharistic adoration
2: in the Blessed segment that, like I said, that was life changing for me to have that holy hour. Um, so doing that, having that, um, being able to share that with other people, that would be probably like the best thing. To be able to share that, you know, just to like tell us, hey, God is fully here. He's listening. All you have to do is sit here. So that, uh, there's that aspect. And then two, being able to receive God in communion and Mass. So being able to receive the fullness of God, you know, that is just another, just amazing aspect of the Catholic faith that, you know, it's very rare. I mean, like, uh, going back to when me and we were about it, although she kind of had that inclination of like, oh, there's more to this than a symbol. You know, a lot of uh, denomination probably just treat it as a symbol. It's not the fullness of God, but I'm glad that we do have that aspect. That no, this is God in its entirety. And then one thing that uh, I was thinking about about thinking about this is I forget at what talk, but anyway, there was a I think it was like a Catholic woman when she was younger hanging out with like a a Muslim friend, and they were talking about God, and she's like, Yeah, my God could fit into this you know, in the host and then um, the little boy was like, no, my God's too big to fit in that. And I think that just kind of like hones in the, how great our God is that he can do whatever he wants. Right. Like he can fit into that little host in his entirety. And that's just, I don't know, just kind of like mind blowing to me. So yeah, just like the beauty of the Eucharist and what it has to offer. Um And just how it like came to be, you know, Um I don't know. There's just, Kind of lost in words to actually explain it fully. I feel
0: like, but no, No, you did a beautiful job. I always, um, when people, you know, when they, when they, you know, say there's no way that God can be in the Eucharist or that could be Jesus's body, I always think about why are you, you know, why are you limiting God that way? That's yeah.
1: Okay, hold on. Now I got to make a connection because I told you today that the (laughs) readings today were about um, hospitality. It was actually the. Um, story of Abraham and Sarah where Abraham, he feeds some of the people who come to his tent and then the strangers, after they give him just this wonderful meal, he picks the best goat or whatever and gives them food. And they're like, okay, we're going to come back a year from now and your wife, Sarah, is going to be pregnant. But I got to tell you what. (laughs) And Sarah says, this has to be the funniest line in all of um, of Of scripture, she says, uh, Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years, and Sarah had stopped having her womanly periods. So Sarah laughed to herself and said, Now that I am so withered and my husband is so old, am I still to have sexual pleasure? But the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I really bear a child old as I am? And then the line, Is there anything too marvelous for the Lord to do? And I think that's pretty much what you just said about know. the Eucharist. How could our God be only limited to a tiny house? There is nothing our God can't do. Uh, and, and I laugh because Sarah also then replies, I didn't laugh. <laughs> <And> she <laughs> says, yes, you did. <laughs> and I think what a great, what a great reading in scripture, just because Sarah and Abraham at that moment seem so real. They, they just seem like the real people that, that they are. But sometimes when we read the Bible, we don't always think that. And these are real people with real lives who are very impacted by the greatness of our God. So I think that goes into what you were saying about the Eucharist is there is nothing too marvelous for the Lord to do. So just a daily connection.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: All right. Anything else, Paul, you want to ask JJ while we have him here?
0: Well, uh, no, but before we go into prayer, I've got something I I want to read. Okay. So we're ready for that. Well, let me
1: thank JJ. Okay. Thank you, JJ, for oh, being yeah. here today. I hope you enjoyed your first podcast experience. I took yeah. a little selfie there with us while we were recording. I thought, oh, everybody might want to see this.
0: that to Dylan and Nick. We should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. <laughs> yes.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for all of your thoughts and comments. That was really great. Yeah.
0: So um, one thing I wanted to, to say is, uh, so we still have stickers. So if anybody would like a sticker, even though we gave a couple away at, at work camp, um, send us an email and ask for a sticker, uh, feedback at Catholic family com, and you'll get a sticker. Um, but somebody did send us an email. Um, Whoa. yeah, so oh, it we says should have used the actual at sign, by the way, not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was some confusion there. Um, so this email says I have thoroughly enjoyed the vast array of topics covered within the podcast. I enjoy the testimonies as well as the theology tied into the episodes. I appreciate the insight into the sacraments and the faith from a perspective of adults with children, the vulnerability to share what has worked with each family and what hasn't is amazing. I don't really have any criticism of the show. I enjoy the opening chit chat bit and the transition into the serious focus of the episode. The sound quality is pretty good as well. Thanks. That <laughs> I, would, I, would say, <laughs> I would suggest possibly recording the episode and posting them on YouTube. I don't know thought about that. Um, God bless the both of you for sharing your knowledge and of family and faith. And that was from our very own JJ Rodriguez. <laughs> so we got to, we got to make sure and get him a sticker. So before oh we oh move, cool. So, I have one yeah. right back
1: right there. So awesome. a good one. And a pod and a, um, okay. <laughs>
0: Wow,
2: sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. forgot to do that disturb. <clears throat> but isn't that cool on a Mac? You can put all things together that mm. all that's great, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's kind of scary.
0: And and then they still ring, so I mean, yeah, well, I
1: can <laughs> okay,
2: no, but yeah, no big reason I like shared the testimony aspect was I think I told Paul, oh, like they can put tennis service or whatever, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I literally was just driving down the road, uh, to work and stuff, and I'm just crying in my truck with what Paul had to share time on the episode. So. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Have I made you cry? Um, not probably. Um, I like it give was, my heart it, every well, single week. No, no, no. It's but, it's, but it's but so it's not rarely. but it's not
0: fair. It was the it was the miles episode? Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, That's that is that is a very t- that was a very touching episode. I agree. So
0: yes, but th- right? thank you, thank you very much, DJ. So, All right.
1: Father, and the, and the Son, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank and we praise you for the gift of this day and for the gift of the beautiful faith that we share and for our opportunity today to share it with JJ. Help to bless him in his efforts in his last year of college, help him to grow in faith and love, and help him to continue to share his faith in such a beautiful way with everyone that he knows. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Catholic Family Matters.
0: Please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast listener, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us.
1: Join us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at Fam Matters.
0: Check out our website at www.catholicfamilymatters.com.
1: Send us comments, topic ideas, or encouragement at our email, feedback at Matters dot com.